Good evening and uh, welcome to the Jerry Joe Legion Edit Show. Um, I have just been joined by uh, Jenny. I know there was we were having some technical technical issues there, but um, it's good to see he's he's been he's been able to able to arrive. Hello, Jenny. Good evening, sir. Apologies about that. I just, just would not let me go through it. I don't know what was um, so I've come through on the phone actually, Jerry. So apologies. Yeah, no, that's fine. Um, it, uh, these uh, technical things, you just don't, you just don't know what's going to happen. So, oh, thanks, um, thanks it. for, thanks for, uh, thanks for coming on. So, just um, we'll start off anyway. Um, with with a um, a few days now to reflect on the Newcastle game. We had the, the initial reaction from the guys there the other night. Um, obviously, you know, straight after in the heat of battle. Um. Emotions running high, probably nerves. Nerves were high at the time. And uh, so, after a few days, what what's your reflection on the game? I thought we we dominated it quite well in the first half. Probably felt they should have gone up, gone in two nil up. Then the second half, they clearly changed the tactics. They they pushed on us a little bit more than well, a lot more than the first half. And we just don't know. We gave the ball away cheaply. We didn't seem to make the right decisions and. I thought we made a game that I felt we were quite comfortable in, quite difficult, but I think we thoroughly deserved the three points over the 90 minutes. They, they, they are a poor side, Jerry, aren't they? They are. Um, I thought they were, they were much improved, certainly in the second half from the, from the team that we beat 5-2, who obviously was, wasn't that long ago now. But um, from that game, um, I thought they were much improved. Definitely... Um, the Saint Saint Maximin, uh, I think he makes a big difference to them. Um, I thought he was really good and caused us all kinds of trouble. Um, I also thought it was interesting. Where obviously we where where we tend to stick with it, the sort of man to man all over the field. Where a few times whenever your man Fabian Schar, once he kind of came forward, there was nobody else kind of picking up the runs, which is kind of I suppose it's where the the man to man gets exposed a bit. But I think there, you know. On the face of it, at the time, whenever we were doing the, the chat the other night, I think I was kind of like, I felt like we had been a wee bit lucky, um, just the way the second half had went. But on reflection, I think one and two, one away to home, away from home against a team that's been in the Premier League a couple of years, is, is a good a good result. I'm not sure, I think we may have. We may have lost Jenny again. Um, I know he has been having a few technical issues there. Um, but no, so like as I says there, um, the the fact that we played um, Newcastle in a, in a Premier League team, you know, obviously they've had a couple of years in the Championship, but I thought that we'd done relatively well um, to get a win two on it. Would it would be it would be arrogant, obviously, I think, um, to to look at it. Uh, it would be arrogant of us to look at anything other than a win, you know, a win being uh, anything other than a good result. Um, there's a comment there from uh, my AM. Good result against a wounded animal. Um, yeah, well, I think it was a good result. I think um, I think we've done quite well. Um, obviously, from the game, the news has came that um, Laurenti obviously only lasted 10 minutes. Um, it looks as always going to be out for another four weeks. Um, so I will get on to the Leicester City game 
um, before, you know, obviously I, I finish up for this particular chat. But uh, he's going to be out, which obviously leaves us with um, some selection issues for the next uh, for the next game. Uh, which obviously um, will be interesting to see what what Bielsa does. Um, Leicester is obviously the next game up on Sunday, and uh, the last time we played Leicester, obviously we we suffered a bad result. And I was actually going back over the game earlier and had a look at the the replay and the highlights of it. And obviously there was we conceded really early, um, really bad goal, and we played a ball back and it was intercepted and Fardy got on the end of it and, and passed it. I think it was possibly to Harvey Barnes, and then they went uh, went two 0 up. Mele had made a good save, but the rebound was. Um, the rebound was hit in. And then we got back into it at the start of the second half. Dallas um, Dallas scored. It was I think it was a cross and missed everyone and went in. And then we had the the Pablo the Pablo shot, I think everyone remembers. Um, Pablo got the ball at the edge of the box and, and hit a shot and it hit the hit the post, which was which was very unlucky. Um I think you're um, you're Jenny back now. Hit the hit the post, which was which was very unlucky. Um, I see you're back there, Jenny. Yes. So, sorry, Jen. I thought there was up tonight. Um. Yeah. So I was just I was just saying about um the last game against Leicester. I was, yeah, I've got you. Yeah. Good. Yeah, you just you've just moved on to the Les- the Leicester game. <clears throat> yep. Um, I was just saying about the, the Leicester game, and um, it was uh, I watched the highlights of it today, and I thought sort of like we, we didn't do ourselves any favors that day. Have you? Sorry, just have you got the? Are you running on YouTube as well? Are you there, Jerry? Yeah, I'm there. I'm there. Yeah. Good. Yeah. No, that's that's better now. I can. I, I think I could hear myself in the background as well. <laughs> it's confusing me. But no, yeah. So I was saying about I was watching the highlights of the Leicester game um, from the last time. I had a wee quick flick through them, and obviously we give we gave away the goal at the very beginning, which you know didn't do us any favors. And then we were unlucky with the um, obviously Millie made a good save, and and I think it was possibly Tillman's. Um, nipped in for the second and then we got a, a fortunate goal through Dallas and Pablo effort hit the hit the hit the post. Like um I thought it was kinda a game where we didn't really do ourselves any favours and probably could have done better. Um what was your what would you say about the, the game the last time? Yeah, I thought we started off slow, didn't we? And unfortunately Cock I think made the mistake in that game, wasn't it, with the back pass. Yeah, I've already intercepted it. And, you know, before you know it, you're 2-0 down to a a very, very, very good Leicester side. But we came back strong in the second half. And I, I think you mentioned, Jerry, that, that shot from Pablo, that goes in and it's 2-2. And they caught us on the break. And then a bit of a soft penalty at the end, wasn't it? I didn't think 4-1 reflected the game based on the second half. But they're a, they're a really good team. And I, I, I thought we... 
we had a really good go in that second half. But at the end of the day, I think Leicester fully deserved the three points. Uh, just hoping we can go there on Sunday and, you know, get a little bit of revenge. I think um, one thing I sort of I took, like, to me, Leicester, everything kind of about Leicester and the way Leicester play kind of feels a wee bit to me. Like, they might be like a kind of like a kryptonite for Leeds and just our style of play. Um, but I kind of looked back and I was looking at the lineups and stuff, and like we were we were without Phillips that night, which obviously Phillips is to me Phillips is our best player, and you know he'll make he'll make a big difference. Um, it looks like they're going to be without Vardy, um, which again is a massive difference for them. And I know um, it looks like Indigo is going to be out as well, who's a player that I really rate, although he didn't actually play, he didn't play in the the game that they beat us either, but. Um, how much of an influence do you think? Like, how much of a swing do you think there could be with Phillips back for us and Vardy out for them? Well, it certainly makes a difference when Calvin's, you know, taking that ball and and and, and, and everything goes through Calvin and and you know his quality. But I watched them on Wednesday night. I don't know if you saw the the game against Everton, and they they, they were excellent. Probably deserved to get the three points based mm-hmm. on the performance. And I think you know, having Phillips in the team is going to make a big difference. I know they haven't got Vardy, but they have got more players back from the game when they, they beat us at Ellen Road. It, it's going to be very, very difficult. But I, I've said all season, I just want us to be able to compete, go to places like Leicester and put on a really good show. If we turn up and we get half a chance, you know, I, I think we can get a point at, at Leicester. Most people are going to write us off, aren't they? But... Disappointing again for Lorente. I just feel we're having, once again we're having to put a makeshift back four in. It'll be interesting to see whether Bielsa sticks with Struick and, and Cooper or he decides to go back to the the option that he's had for a few weeks now, putting Ailing at centre-half alongside Cooper, Dallas at, at right-back and Alioski into the left-back position. But I thought Brendan Rodgers that, that Monday night Jerry, I, I thought he got his tactics spot on against us. If I'm, if I'm being honest. Mm. Um, just, just obviously, you, you mentioned there about Laurenti and and the possibility. You know, for for me, I I personally would like to see um, Stroop play, um, but obviously, you know, I'm a guy off the internet and I don't really know anything. Like, so, like, what do you, what do you think, Bielsa? What do you think, and do you think he will go back to yelling at centre back? Who knows with uh, with Bielsa? He, he might he might just feel with with especially with um, Vardy not in the team. He might think to keep that balance, keep Struick. Who, who to be fair did, did not have a bad game at Newcastle. I thought he did okay, and I, I think I said on the last show, I'm not convinced about him in Calvin's role. But I think there's obviously potential there for him to to be a good backup as a centre half. And as I say, I thought he did okay on uh, Tuesday night. If it was me, I would stick with that pairing. Dallas at left-back and um, Ailing at right-back, even though I know Dallas went into the midfield slot. I mean, that's that's another decision for Bielsa. Does he bring Click back or does he stick to that, that 11, which he might well stick to the 11 that started against Newcastle? Just um, obviously on the the situation there, where like Dallas could end up playing through left back or midfield. Um, there's been a wee bit of talk um, about Alioski and possibly um, leaving the club. Where where would you stand on that? Do you think that he should get another contract, or would you would you let him go now at this point? 
I'll, I think we all like Alioski. He's an absolute head case. On his day going forward as a, as, as in that position, he's outstanding. I'm not convinced he's that, that great in the defensive role as a left-back. Same with Dallas. I think Dallas has done a fantastic job wherever he's played. But I think we all said a couple of weeks ago, didn't we, the other week, a left-back to us all is probably a priority in the summer. And I guess at 28, 29, it's, it's what he wants. If, he's, if he wants first-team football, and he, he can see his chances drifting each next season. He, he himself may feel it's best to go somewhere where he can play regular football. Because it's important if you, if you care about playing football and not the money, then you want to play every week. And the chances are he could get pushed further and further back next season. I'd like him to stay, I think, as a squad player. And, and to have around the dressing room, I think he's a very good player to have around. But he's out of contract in the summer. Doesn't seem to be too much coming out about a new contract being signed. I think Bielsa said today, hasn't he, if he wants to stay, he wants him to stay. But I think it'd be down to the player, Jerry. if I'm honest. I think it's down to what he wants and whether he feels he can cement a first-team place. And I'm, I'm, I'm not so sure. As I say, I, I, I think a left-back's one of the priority positions if we stay up, which I think we will, uh, in the summer. What, what do you feel about it? I, I, be honest, I To be completely honest, I would, I would probably let him go. Um, it's, ju- it's, just a, it's just purely a case of, like, as you say, he's, he's a very popular figure, you know, and every, like, he's, he's a lot of fun, you know, but in terms of if we're going to continue to grow and reach the levels that, you know, the, the, the board and, and that Bielsa and that we as fans want to see the club reach, I don't think that Alioski getting another couple of years is necessarily going to get us there. You know, I think... As you say, at best he's going to be a squad player. Like, how much do you want to invest in a squad player? Um, would it be better with somebody like um, like having uh, Young Davis and as as a backup left back, um, and that you know whatever minutes that Alioski would possibly get if some if a new left back comes in. So to me, it would be probably a case of I would let him go. Um, I, you know, he's, he served the club well. He was a part of the promotion team. He's very popular. Um, but I do think that we're probably not going to take the next step with Alioski in the team. Um, but having said all of that, I do hope that just because he, he is so popular, I hope he doesn't go to Galatasaray. To be honest. No. 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 I don't <laughs> think anyone's going to. It. No. Yeah. No, I don't think anybody wants him to, wants him to be going there. Um, so sort of back on the on the game at the this week. Then um, obviously, as he says, Brendan Rodgers done, sort of felt like he maybe done a number on Bielsa the last time. Um, but I think I think there's a few key battles in this game. I think one of the big things is going to be obviously we've already out. There's going to be even more responsibility for Leicester on James Madison. And he's probably going to be kind of playing opposite the the Phillips. So I think there's a there's a good two guys there who probably think to themselves that they could be in the England squad this summer if the Euros go ahead. Um, so I think that could be a good battle, and it could play a large part in how the how the game works out. Um, what how do you, how would you think that battle will go? Like obviously Madison's been in great form, but but Phillips is kind of he is or obviously our key man. Yeah, I like you say. I think Madison's. Outstanding. He takes a lot of the set pieces, but again, I'm you know, Calvin, the local lad, 
he'll relish the 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 opportunity to to go head to head with a a player like James Madison. And look, we we, we saw at Everton and and a number of the game. Calvin's been superb in 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 some of these games against top top opposition. Um, but like you say, there's battles all over the pitch. They they are a very very good side, and it'll be a real test for us. But we relish it, don't we? You, you just can't wait for these games to come along. It's just absolutely fantastic. I, I, like all of us, just just love it. It's just brilliant. And I can say, I, I think we might go there and surprise a few people. I'm not saying we're going to win the game, but I, I think we'll, we we potentially could get a, come away with a point, which would be absolutely brilliant. And if we can get that first, I think the first goal for us, I was watching on Wednesday, and I think when Leicester have scored first, I think they've won virtually 12 out of the 20 games or so they've scored first, however, whatever the stats are. They're a good team. They're going to be top four, aren't they? Um, but I, I just can't wait for Sunday. I just think it, it just, it's so tasty, you know. A few beers. Just a shame we can't be there watching it, you know, live in the stadium. But, yeah. What, what are your thoughts, Jerry, on Sunday? Are you, you nervous? You think we've got a chance? I... I'm feeling I'm feeling a wee bit more confident because I I do think that from from the Leicester side of things I think Vardy is, is massive, um you know his his pace could could really could really really hurt us, um I also really like Andide like he kind of goes under the radar a wee bit, but to me if there was anybody that Leicester could have got like I don't think they could have possibly replaced Kante with anybody better than your man uh, with with Wilfred Andide you know I think he's a brilliant player. And it looks like yeah. he's going to be out as well. So I think that that definitely gives us a chance. Um, the fact that we're better away from home, um, you know, I think I think we still have more points away from Elland Road than we have we have at home. Um, I think we have a chance, but there's de- there's definitely there's some players like like uh, you need Mad- you need to get Madison under control, you need to get Tillman's under control, and you need our attacking players obviously to to, to have a, a big impact. Um, I think the last the last time we played them, obviously, I think we still had Helder Costa was playing at the time. Um, I'm not, I can't remember whether Rodrigo was playing. Um, but I think we certainly will, will show more threat. Um, but as you say, when you concede like that last time, whenever you concede a goal after two or three minutes, it's it's a bad way to start a game. Like it happened the same thing at kind of against Man United, where you you kind of haven't really settled into the game. And you're out of it, so it could do it could do well for us to be maybe 10, 15 minutes into the game and, and still well on it and, and grow into the game. Um, winning the other night, well, you know, it'll breed confidence in the t- in the players. It, it maybe was ugly at the end, but at the end of the day, whenever you go in black changing rooms and you've got three points, you know, it, it doesn't matter um, how you got them. But I think it is important to remember Leicester's a good team. Leicester are good, like. They obviously the one like I think the Leicester team now are pro- are probably a better team, um, maybe than the team that won the league. O- overall, there was maybe like three or four really good players in that team, but overall, I think they're probably a better team now. Um, so I do think it'll be hard, but I am I do have a bit of optimism. I I, I tend to go through like. I look at the match and it's like I'll be real pessimistic, and then the closer it gets to the match, I I grow and grow in optimism and and be five to two and and Sunday I'll be foaming at the mouth and you know we're going to five nil you know we're going to hammer them <laughs> you know, 
tends to be the way I go. Um, obviously, there, there's that game, and with a really with a busy week, I think it, it's actually got a wee bit easier. Um, I see today, um, because I was looking at the fixtures there last night, and I think we were due. Um, we have the game against Leicester on Sunday, then we've got Everton on Wednesday, and then it was supposed to be Palace on Saturday, but I think that's now been changed to the Monday. Yeah. Um, I've... Yeah, so that's been changed now. It was actually something I wanted to talk to you. Obviously, like for for me, living in, living in Ireland, um, obviously the circumstances are different now at the minute. But living in Ireland, whenever I seen the news that Sky or BT or whoever were picking up the Leeds game, it was yes, brilliant. No, not having to to look for the dodgy streams, but like <laughs> how how are you? How much, like, how, like, how frustrating? I know I always seem like fans talking about it, but how frustrating was that? Like, whenever they were they were changing the fixtures and and on TV so much, which made it sort of awkward times for fans. I think, yeah, you know, I've I've been going to away games for years and years, and I've been to the Brightons on the Friday nights, like many have the Cardiff midweek. I actually enjoy the midweek games. Mm-hmm. I love going. It doesn't matter how far it is, you know. Take a couple of days off work. I think we just got used to it, Jerry. I thought, you know, in the championship, Leeds were the biggest draw for the EFL, weren't they, and for Sky? And, and now we've come into the, the, the Premier League, you know, we're, we're a massive draw. I think the Liverpool game, up until the United-Liverpool game, was, was one of the, the most watched games in about four or five years for Sky when we played Liverpool on the opening day. What, what I don't quite understand, Jerry, you know, you know, obviously we're all on the BT or Sky regularly, do you get money yeah. if you're on those games, or is it just the specific Sky and BT games? Do you think that we actually get the million pound or what, whatever it is these days for appearing on? I I, I, I honestly don't know. I think I think the way it works is it might be different now because obviously with, with COVID and and no fans in stadiums, every game is. Um, Every game's on TV now, so it might be different. But I do know that whenever, like, I think the season, whenever Man City and Leicester went to, like, it was like Man City got like a hundred points and 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 Liverpool, sorry, got like ninety nine or whatever it was, and they they went right to the bitter end. I remember seeing that Liverpool got more money that season um, from the Premier League than Man City because there was like basically everybody gets a set amount of money. You then get an amount of money based on your league position. And then you also get an additional amount based on how many times you're shown. So in that season, Liverpool were shown more times than Man City. What's the difference that they were getting in that was more than the difference between finishing first and second. Now, that's obviously, what's that now, three, two, three years ago? Three, three, I think this is the third season since then. So, but, you know, the more we're on, obviously, the better. And, like, the, the difference, I'm sure, is massive between being on Whenever we're in the championship and the money we're getting from from TV and television rights now, you know. So, but again, it's it's a matter of matter of keeping that money ticking over, you know. Um, and the only way to do that is to stay in the stay in the Premier League, which which we're well we're well placed to do at the minute, which is uh, which is always a massive positive. Yeah, you know. But, but coming back to your original question, as I say, Friday nights, Saturdays, Sundays, Mondays, we, we just get on with it. And wherever we, whatever day or time we're playing, you, you know, leads are always going to turn up in, in big numbers. And 
Monday night, I mean, Crystal Palace at home on that Monday night, that Leicester game that we had against them, you can't beat football on a, on a midweek, Ellen Road, you know, the, the ground packed. It's, it's, it's just brilliant. And as we've said before, you know, we're all missing it and fingers crossed we can all be back next season. I just can't. Do you think we'll get a chance of getting back into the stadium at all this season, even at, at small numbers? Obviously, like, what, what's to say? The season's going to run probably to mid, mid to late May. Um, I, guess, I guess there's a chance. That I guess there is a chance because obviously, like, some they, they did kind of do the thing where, like, some state, some cities, like, I know Liverpool for a wee while were allowed um, fans in, and, and was it Chelsea, Chelsea away? Did they have fans in against us? Yeah, Chelsea for the Leeds game. Um, game yeah, fans, so, yeah. I think at the minute, kind of like there, there was kind of that like lull between sort of the what was it the first wave and the second wave or whatever, and you know if it does go down again, it could happen. Hopefully, if there's vaccinations, it could happen. But I think it is like I, I've seen like I must have read about five articles this week from Leeds players saying that they can't wait for for you know to be playing in front of the fans at Elland Road in the Premier League, and even was it. Was it Luke Ealing was talking about? Um, was it Chil- the Chelsea game? It was the Chelsea game, and he was he was in, in an interview, and he was saying, I think his family are all Chelsea fans, and he was saying like that was one like he really wanted, like his his mom and dad and all wanted to be at the game, and he says like sort of the the way they're looking at it is they're using it as like a bit of, like a kind of thing to inspire them. It's like right, well the fans aren't in this year, so that's we really need to stay up and and make sure that we can we can achieve all these things and experience all these things next year. So it'll be um, obviously be interesting to see what happens. But at the minute we're, we're sitting okay, I think. So we're, we're hopefully another couple of wins and we'll be, we'll be over the line and, and definitely by next season, we should be, the, the fans should be back in, you know. Um, I hope so. Definitely. You know, as I, obviously for, for myself, like it's, you know, the opportunities are, aren't, um, Aren't as aren't as uh, aren't as often as such, but um, you know, there's nothing like like Ellen Road and the big games, and then the, you know they are with the traveling fans, and it's it is just such it's just so different watching. Like probably for me, it doesn't like matter as much because you're still watching the game. I'm usually nine times out of ten, I'm watching games on the TV, and I'm uh, you still have your crowd noise as artificial as it is. It's still there, you know. So, so for the armchair fans as such, it's still, it's still the same. But you know, it must it must be you know murder for people that are just used like this is what I do on a Saturday, this is what I do on a on a Sunday, whatever you know. And it's 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 different and it's difficult. But um, fingers crossed, we'll we'll still be there next season, and uh, hopefully with uh, with a few a few additional faces next year. But um, oh, I hope so. Yeah. So the um, so the game on Sunday, then um, you sort of think we have a, a chance of a draw, possibly. Yeah. Listen, in, in all the years, the league ones, all the years, Jerry. If we're playing Barcelona, I'd fancy us to get a result, but that's just that's that's just me and thousands of fans. But you know, in all seriousness, if if we can just got to improve, we, we know we've got to improve. You know, we've got to get back to how we were. You know, a few weeks ago, we've got to make the right decisions. We've got to stop giving the ball away, as we have done a little bit too cheaply. But I think if we can go head to toe to toe with them, I, I, I think we've got a chance of a point. 
you know, I don't want to go there and get turned over. We know we've 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 had the big, a couple of big defeats, and okay, we can live with that. But I just like to go there on uh, Sunday and come away with a point, and then we've got two home games at Ellen Road. Looking forward to seeing how the pitch is looking when uh, we take on Everton next Wednesday, because mm. obviously there's been a lot, a lot of noise made about that. So. You know, four or five points from the next three games, it just takes us closer, closer to the goal of forty points, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. I, I was I was actually talking to talking to a friend today about it and he's like he's actually an Everton fan, so we were sort of prepping. Um, you know, for we might not speak for a couple of days next week. But <laughs> um we were uh, I was sort of saying that like realistically I would, I would be happy probably if we got four points from those three games. But again, if we, I was kind of penciling in thinking we might lose to Leicester if we could get a point against Everton and beat Palace. Um, which again, obviously, Palace turned us over um, down in London. Um, which obviously, like I'm still, I still don't understand how Patrick Bradford was offside in that game. Um, that changed, still, didn't it that day? That changed the game for yeah. me. It was disgusting. It was a disgusting decision. Like it's just, some decisions are just like, I can't get my head around. But but that was definitely one of them. Um, but um, you know, their the games. I think obviously Everton. We beat them away. So you know, we we can uh, we can look at that game and if we can beat them again, brilliant. You know, but they're they're another side who who are are going well this season. Um, they've a good manager, a couple of very good players. But I think one thing that I'm really really look want to see I get from the Leicester game and the um, Palace game as I want to see improvement I want to see you know we, we get turned over both times 4-1 4-1 certain parts of the performance and you could look as, as we said Pablo um, with the effort against Leicester and the, the crazy offside against Palace um, are things that we could point to as excuses but we want to see improvement. We want to see, you know, a better result than the last time. Which again, it's not difficult to get do better than losing four one. But um, we want to see um, something positive results and just keep us getting closer to that magic mark. I, I don't think it'll take forty points this season, but you know, it's it's the figure that they all talk about. So let's just keep ourselves ticking towards it. No, you're right. I think I think it's ten years is it, since somebody's needed forty points to stay in the Premier League. What? Um... What's your thoughts in terms of the team selection? Would you bring Click back for this game or would you stick with the Stuart Dallas in that, that, that midfield on Sunday? If I if I was picking the team, I would have Dallas at left back um instead of Alioski and I would have Click in midfield. Um I, I like I, I do like Click. I know that there was a there's been a bit of sort of conversation about him and he it was a tired and all this sort of stuff. Um to me, I just think he's, he sometimes looks a wee bit isolated, um, just because sometimes our midfield gets stretched where like, um, Calvin can be playing so deep and Rodrigo's trying to get closer to Bamford, and whenever that happens, we tend to end up having it's like a one-man centre midfield, and like I don't care who you are, like it's a, it's a hard, hard place to be when you're on your own and you're not having support. Um, I would, I would definitely bring Click in, but. If it came down and Alioski's playing, and Dallas is Dallas has got so much energy. I love his energy. Like I do love just. But I just I do I think I would I think I would go with Click. 
I think I would go with Click instead of Dallas in midfield. But as I say, I would have Dallas at left back, and I would definitely have Ealing at right back, and Struik at centre back. I just that I just don't like this where. It feels to me sometimes like we have like a list of like fifteen or sixteen players, and no matter where they fit in, it's like Bielsa sometimes will just be these are the players that I am playing. He's the next man up, so I'm going to have to move three or four guys about to get him in. And I don't like that. I just think if you've got a centre back, play the play the centre back. Um, and as you say, I don't think Strokes. I haven't seen anything from him in the defensive midfield role, um, Calvin's position, to make, that makes me think that he, he has a future there. Just all I see is a centre-back um, in him, to be honest. Um, also on the centre-backs, I've seen a talk today that there was they were saying that we get we lad Cresswell might get a, a few games from the bench. Um, I think where they talking about Casey maybe going and loan and Cresswell stepping onto mm-hmm. the bench. Um, yeah. I know he. I know he's really highly rated. Have you have you seen anything of him yourself? Or? No, other than you know clips from the under twenty threes. He obviously started the game, didn't he, against Hull City earlier in the season in the League Cup, and a few of these players unfortunately didn't didn't quite live up to the build that we've we've been hearing about them. But it's a it's a, it's a bit it's a big jump, isn't it, under twenty threes into into cup action, but. From what you read and and hear, he's, he's, he's like a lot of the play a lot of the players there. Jerry is is very highly rated, um, and hopefully, you know, one or two of these guys will come through and and, and make it at, uh, at at the top level. But it's it's a huge jump. It's interesting, as you said there. You know, Casey was highly rated as well. They're they're, they're clearly thinking seriously about sending him out on loan, which which makes sense. You know, like some of the other players that have gone out on loan, it, it can't do them any harm. But like Robbie Gotts. Playing first team football, you know, week in week out, can only make them better players, can't it? So it's it's something I was actually thinking about earlier this week about some of the players that we have out on loan, and I was kind of thinking to myself, like, are these players going to benefit more from going and playing in League One or League Two, or being on the training ground with Marcelo Bielsa every day? You know, it's it's not every manager is like that, you know, but you sometimes think like. I can only see positives, you know, if they're training with Bielsa every day and, you know, they're they're learning from him. Like, like, are they actually going to be benefit more from playing in, in the lower leagues or, or is it going to be a case of, you know, you don't want to miss a day of training with him? Like? I, I, I hear what you're saying. And yeah, when, you, when you're playing, or oh, sorry, training under a, a coach like Bielsa, you, you can only benefit from it. But there's also... As, as much as there's, there's this talent in the under 23s, and I think they're either top or second in the in the league. You now, quite a few of them have, have have had to move around. I mean, Jordan Stevens was at Swindon, hasn't quite worked out. He's now gone to Bradford. Uh, Gotts went from Lincoln because he wasn't playing regularly. He's now gone to Salford in League Two. So, you know, you just wonder how many of them will really make that that step up from from the under-23s and training with Bielsa. And, and, and maybe for, from Leeds' point of view, you know, seeing them play at League 2 or League 1 level may give them a bit more of an insight as to whether or not they they, you know, they, they really feel that they, they can make it and become part of a, a Premier League squad in the in, in the coming years. Because a lot of them won't, Jerry, will they? A lot of them will go on and play Championship, League 1, League 2, up to Scotland. You know, Ryan Edmondson's who's always been spoken about and I remember in the championship 
there was quite a bit of, well, why won't Bielsa give him a chance? And went to Aberdeen, scored a couple of goals. He's now at Northampton. So they they see them day in, day out. But, but surely when they're playing for a team week in, week out at these levels, they probably get a better understanding, a better idea if they really feel that they can they can come into this squad and, and, and make it. And some will, and I'm sure a lot, unfortunately, won't. I would imagine with, with Bielsa, whether they're on loan or whether they're still at Leeds, I imagine they're probably not able to do too much without him knowing about it or, or seeing it. I imagine he's he's watching every kick they make, whether it's with the first team, reserve teams, whatever. Like he just said, just you know, the man just lives and breathes a game. Like so, I imagine he's he's probably in communication. Probably if they do something wrong, he's probably straight on telling them what they've done, but. But um, no, I think it's it's interesting. But as you say, like obviously we we had the team sort of the O'Leary's babies, so to speak, back in back in the day, and uh, we, we probably got more than the than the fair share that we probably probably should have normally had from a from a youth team, and got quite a few through out of that team. But it's not the it's not really the norm, and uh, one or two um, is is be great, you know. Um, Anybody that can come through, I think there's definitely a few that, in the small samples that we've seen, you know, look, look the part um, and and could do well. But I think, as you mentioned, the cup games, whenever take, whenever players come into these games, and you're kind of like a, a young player, I think the best way for a young player to integrate into a team is to come in or come off the bench and you know play the odd game. But I don't think it helps to pick like six youth team players. And five guys who sit on the bench every week, you know, it's kind of like like you want to be like having the guys around them and playing with the full players, players that are one hundred percent match fitness. I think just our approach to the cups this season has been a has been a bit of a nightmare. And I know, I know, we talked about it the other night, so we'll not we'll not go too much into that. But um, I think there was I was actually looking out there and I was thinking, what was it? It was like an FA Cup quarter final place if you beat Crawley, Bournemouth, and Burnley. And you could have been in the quarterfinals of the FA Cup, but you know, we couldn't even pass the first test there. So we'll not, we'll not cry over spilt milk. No, but, and I, think, um, I think... Sorry, Matt, I was going to say, I think also you know, these guys are quite fortunate that we've got a coach in Bielsa who, who is prepared to give the youth a chance. You know, a lot of managers at this level particularly, you know, will, will want to go out and spend big money on big name players and, and not give youth a chance. But under Bielsa, you do have a chance of, of breaking into that, that first team squad, which, which which has got to be a positive and give them a real a real lift and boost. And those that have gone out on loan, if 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 they can perform and, and, and really sort of do a good job at their at the club they're at, Bielsa, as you say, he'll be taking notes, he'll be watching everything. And they have got a real opportunity to to, to bed in and, and, and work with the first team and, and, and get in that 18, 20-man squad, which which has got to be good for any young player, isn't it? It's, uh, coming, especially for, yeah, so the thought of having a chance of playing for Leeds United. Wow, it's um, it's it's brilliant. Because a lot of coaches going, you know, in the future, when sadly it will happen, you know, Bielsa won't be around. Some coaches might not, not, not want to do that as much. But I think Radrizani believes in it. I think they've... We spent a lot of money in the summer, didn't we? With you know Greenwood, the guy from Wigan, the lad from Fulham. You know, we're 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 very keen to try and develop these players. And under Bielsa, if if they are going to come through, I don't think there's many better coaches in the world that can bring these guys through and get them in the first team. 
I think it's interesting what you say about you know the the investment there was there was quite a like probably for every first team player that we signed we probably signed two kind of guys that, that are going into that sort of under 23s and under underage teams like obviously you know fans want to see the want to see sort of the, the sexy signings so to speak you know like straight into the first team but but I think it is important as well to be sustainable like to sustain what what we're building it is very important as well to be bringing in young players and having you know that sort of conveyor belt where you know right so this guy's ranging who's the next man up this young guy, it's his time to get his chance. You know, I think I think that's important, and I think there probably was a gap um, between the first team and the young boys, and there wasn't a lot of them, well, a lot of them ready. Um, but certainly, you know, some of them will probably over the next year or two take their chance. And um, as you say, Bielsa is a man that will that will um, give them the chance. Like I remember, I think it was Morton O'Neill um, said a, f- a few years back. I think whenever he was at Villa. It was some comment about like why would I develop young players whenever you know I'd get sacked and the next guy will benefit from it, you know? And it's it's one way of looking at it, but for for, for the future of a club, you know, it's it's better to, to be developing the youngsters. So um, fingers crossed, a few of them get a chance, and maybe if we can, uh, maybe if we can hit whatever whatever points tally we need to get, you know, there could be there could be minutes at the end of the season for them. So we'll uh, we'll see how that works out. But um, I think um, I've kept you kept you long enough. Uh, I'm, tonight I'm, I'm, now. I'm, I'm warming up now, Jerry. Are we, yeah, I'm warming up. Let's <laughs> keep going. I, I, I tell keep you what, rolling, keep rolling. No, just just a quick one. You mentioned about the midfield, and just wanted your thoughts on. Like on Tuesday night in the second half, Newcastle centre-half literally ran from his own penalty box all the way to ours. And we saw that with Ben White against Brighton. And that's something we've, we've, we've got to cut that out because it's a bit concerning how, how they just went through us, literally from one end of the field to the other. Um, and I think the point you made about the midfield and with Click and, and, and Rodrigo, that is something we've got to really look at in, in, in the summer because we're going to get punished more and more if we allow that. It's, it was too easy. I think it comes down again to the, the sort of like the, the man marking style. Like basically what you have there is like obviously we'll, we'll pretty much go man for man over the pitch plus one um, extra man in defence with the centre of defence. Like we always do like we'll play the back three if we're up against two up front and we'll go one it'll be the normal back four if they're only up against one striker but I think what you, you had against Newcastle was your guy, Shaw. He was kind of playing like the extra. He was their extra man in defence. And as he was moving forward, everybody was marking their men. And there was nobody then picking him up. Do you know what I mean? So, like, he, like he'd done it a few times. And, like, I honestly thought, like, you was, there was one part where, like, it just felt like it was, like, like the sea just opening up. And he just... <laughs> like, and, and Millie made a good save, you know, and he was forced into making a good save. Yeah. Um, but it is it's something you know, and, and as you say, that the, the gap the gap in the midfield, it's it's like I get it. Like there was one stage whenever before Rodrigo was really playing, and it might even have been whenever he was injured, and Click was kind of playing as that like furthest forward striker, and and like I kept saying, I kept talking to my dad about it, and I was saying that like Click's like natural reaction isn't to support Bamford as such. It's it's like kind of like his natural reaction is you know he's a midfielder and he's he's coming back, and I felt like. We didn't really 
like we weren't creating as many chances in those games. And then now, obviously, now that we have a, essentially a striker playing in the midfield, it feels like we've sometimes got a wee bit too open and gone the other way. Um, but I, I think I think that will balance itself out whenever we get another midfielder. I think we do need another midfielder. I know that we were talking for a long time about the guy from uh, Fiorentina, um, Eric Pulgar. Um, again, I think he would be the kind of guy who would balance our midfield out a bit more. I think like like Rodrigo's a striker, or or you know maybe like as they would talk about in Spain as as a false nine, and we're essentially asking him to play centre midfield. And his nat- his natural like his natural runs and where he's going to sort of edge to go in a game is going to be taking him forward. And as we say, it leaves it leaves click open. And I, I do think we're particularly vulnerable whenever we're playing against two strikers because Calvin obviously is in the defence. Um. And then we kind of have a line of three in front of him, which is basically the two wing backs and click. And like it's okay if the wing backs are coming in a bit and like playing a bit narrow, but but they're not. You know they're still playing the width of the pitch, and then it really leaves one, one midfielder. But it's definitely it's something that frustrates me. Um, but at the same time, I know that it's a gamble that Bielsa is always willing to take, and sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. You know it's it's difficult, but I do I I don't want to you know be saying be also shouldn't be doing this because like, like as far as I'm concerned, if he wanted to come in and eat my dinner tonight, you know he, he can do it. But um, it's interesting. <laughs> what do you think yourself? I was just going to ask you. You know, we talk about we we all know we need a midfielder. Do you think we need more than one midfielder? Do you think we maybe need to have a couple more options in that position? Come the summer, or do you think one one would be enough for next season? I think I think it depends what depends what you do because it, like I definitely think we need somebody to like if Cal like Cal we all know Calvin loves a yellow card look you know he lo- he loves a yellow card and he'll probably pick up a red card at some point whenever he tends he tends to um. If things are going, if things are going, he gets frustrated and maybe lunges in. We've seen him lunging in a few times, so he, he's always going to have suspensions. Strick's not the not the man. I don't I don't think his replacement is at the club. Um, I think there's there's some players there where, like, we definitely need one for there, which your ma, which um, Polgar could definitely do. He could definitely play there. He could play there. He could play where Click plays. Um, so he can kind of cover those positions. I think the fact that we have like Shackleton, I think, is a good a good um, player that can step in. Um Dallas can can step in the midfield. Um there, there's a few options. Um obviously Pablo's still there, although like how long will will be he probably won't be there next season. Um but I think one one would do. One one would probably do. Two, two would be two would be lovely. Like if we went out and we signed as, as well, like Rod, Rodrigo de Paul. But it probably depends where Rodrigo, uh, Rodrigo Moreno. It depends where he is seen. Like if we're gonna, if he's gonna be more further up the pitch and like possibly a long term replacement for Bamford, um, then I could see um, that you would need another midfielder to kind of play as that furthest forward midfielder, um, but. If Rodrigo's lot, if 
Bielsa still sees Bamford as the long-term option up front and he sees um, Rodrigo as continuing to play in that attacking midfield role. I think one midfielder would do it. Yeah, I, I, I wouldn't disagree. I think the, the the other guy you mentioned, if he can play in like a bit of the Phillips role and a bit of the click role, like a, an eight, a number 10, a number four, I, th- I think that would be great. I, I personally still think, and I, I'm a massive, massive Bamford fan of, I don't think sometimes people appreciate what he does off the ball and, and just he's become an absolute really, really good player under Bielsa. But I still feel we need another another striker next season to to, 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 to complement Bamford. You know, because sometimes you have you have off days, you have days where it's just not working out. And that's, again, Rodrigo's not a somebody who's going to come up and score loads and loads of goals. So I'd, I'd like to see another striker. But yeah, mid, midfield... Yeah, as you as you said, I'd I'd go with that. I'm still not sure about Shackleton. I'd I'd like to see Shacks have a bit more of a, a chance in midfield when 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 things aren't going well. He played really well in that game against Villa. Then the next game, unfortunately, he, he, I think he got substituted at half time. Can't remember which game it was now, Jerry, but he um, had a great game at Villa. So I'd like to see Shackleton. I prefer him in the midfield with his energy than than I do at right back. I'm just thinking, was was. Was the next game? Was it Leicester? It could have been actually. That it could have been. I think it was Leicester because he, de- he definitely scored it that game. I think it might have been that game, but I think I think it was uh, was you were saying as well that like like he's I I do think he's a mid- I do think he's a midfielder, um. But obviously Bielsa as well has played him at right back, which is you know it's it's just the way it operates, you know. But um, I do think he's a midfielder. Um, and I do think I do I do like the guy. I, I, I do have. Um, I think there's a lot of potential. Um, it's interesting, also, what you say about Bamford. Um, like he does, like, like there's no denying it. His work rate is fantastic. Um, and at the start of the season, it was brilliant when he was scoring all the goals as well. And you know, it's like it's like basically, sometimes you'll get a striker that they'll talk about. You know, he doesn't do anything, but he scores goals. And Bamford, obviously. It's kind of like he, he puts so much in, and for the way um, for the way Bielsa wants the team to play, um, you know he's key to, to what he does. Yeah. Um, but it is just I think sometimes when he doesn't score, it, it does hurt the team because although Harrison and, and Rafinha are like obviously they, they both scored there um, against Newcastle, um, but obviously we went that few games there where we didn't score, you know so. I just think we need we just need to score more goals as well, and 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 the system that we play, it's hard to expect a large amount of goals from anywhere other than the striker, you know. So it, it is. It's like if you could keep up the the goals, like he, like he must like he what was it? He scored in like the first five away games or something, didn't he? Or some like some yeah run yeah. up the season that was like five or six or something. Because was it was it. No, he did score. I can't remember which game it was, but I remember him being raging that he, he was getting subbed before he had scored, like the for whatever the record was or something. But, but yeah, um, but no, it's. I think like ultimately, you know, the jersey, the jersey's his, you know, and you know, so it's going to take something special that the the nugget away from him. He's he. Uh, I did. I honestly didn't expect him to to do as well as he has in the Premier League. I thought the Championship was his level, and it seemed to be his level his, his whole career. You know, he seemed to like be in promotion teams or teams battling for promotion, doing well, scoring goals, and then 
always seem to get replaced in the Premier League. So, you know, it's been good that he, he's, um, I'm sure it's done his, his confidence and it's done his confidence the world of good. And, and uh, you know, it's kind of, Bielsa's put a lot into him as well. You know, you can see and yeah. like always remember the, the celebrations, you know, the night whenever, whenever, uh, was it the day, or was it the night we got promoted or the day after, but I always like Bamford and Bielsa like hugging and you could see like it was a real, like it wasn't just like a sort of like oh you know you're one of my employees. It was there was there was genuine respect and there was a lot to that you know. But um, no, hopefully, no, I think I think he's turned into a cracking player. And I th- you know some of the finishes he did last year was superb. I think that, that was quite the frustrating thing. You know he he scored some really good goals that you weren't expecting, and it was it was those chances that. You thought you should be putting that away, and he probably knew more than anybody should have put them away. But I think you're right. I think he feels he feels at home at Leeds. I think he really, really respects Bielsa. Bielsa believes in him, and th- that brings out a lot in a player, doesn't it? And he's shown that. You know, ten goals in twenty games is is is, is brilliant. But he's going to have his off days, and just sometimes you need something different to bring off the bench and just you know, come up and get an equaliser or a winning goal. Um, because you can't just put it all on Bamford. It's just, it's just not fair. We need goals from other players, don't we? You know, like you say, Harrison, Rafina, a few more from Rodrigo, Click. You know, Click scored ten goals the year before last, didn't he? I think he scored eight or nine last season in the Championship. So, yeah, I, I, we're in a good place, aren't we? You know, it's twenty-six points from twenty games. We'd have taken that all day long, wouldn't we? Yeah, here, see, whenever we were. Like sitting in League One and <laughs> all these different, you know, it's, to, like to me, it's just like it, it's just brilliant. You know, you're just sitting, you're watching the games, and it's like, like it, it's still, I still don't think it feels real because we were out for so long, you know, out of the top flight, and it's like the Premier League's a different place now. Like, and there's there's certain like some teams that kind of have got themselves loaded with money, and uh, you know, I always kind of one of my one of my fears about like Leeds getting promoted was like I I almost kind of felt like will it be like a case of like just struggling to survive every year and I think like you see some of these teams that go up and they go down and they go up and they go like West Brom are just like they're just perennial just up down up down and I think Bielsa and the style of play that we, we that we have you know like every game you're genuinely looking forward to every game it's not like you're sitting thinking Oh, he's gonna have to sit through an hour and eighty minutes of watching this year. Like, like, could you imagine like Big Sam Allardyce or someone managing Leeds? You know, oh. just be watching them every week, like just struggling, trying to get enough points to stay up. But like, it's just, it's just the the fact that you're going out and it's like you're having a real pop at everyone, and it, it's just it is like as I know these guys were saying through the other night, it's like, um, like everybody kind of likes Leeds, which. We don't like. We're not. We're not comfortable with. But at the same time, who cares whether they like us or not? We we like watching Leeds. You know, it's not like we're sitting watching just dire football, and it's it's just fantastic to me. It's just I I'm just absolutely loving it to be honest. But we uh, we have this game against Leicester, and we're going to beat Leicester. Um, so we've decided that. I've decided, I've decided that. <laughs> Come on, Jerry. Come on. So, um, yeah, so hopefully, on a Friday night. 
hopefully Bielsa and the lads get the message and uh, you know just turn up and do do the job. But fingers crossed, um, we'll do it. And as I say, the channel I'll be I'll probably do something on Sunday. I don't uh, all depend on the uh, the wife and kids. They'll all be about on Sunday, so. All, uh, all depends what um, what time, but um, I'll probably have something on the channel then. And then there's the Everton game, there's the Palace game. We're 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 thick and uh, they're coming thick and fast, and hopefully the points are coming thick and fast too. But um, my thanks to to Jenny, um, thanks to thanks to you for joining joining tonight, and anybody there that's watching. I've seen there was a few guys commenting. Um, Ross, um, who tells me he's going to come on someday. Um, was talking about the the Palace games Monday night and the Wolves game got moved as well to the Friday, um. So a couple of evening matches there that'll be uh, thanking the thanking the Stella them nights. I would say. So you all. absolutely. <laughs> but, um, uh, my apologies for the, uh, the the technical differences at the start, but once again, Jerry thoroughly enjoyed it, and I'm going for a two-two draw, Bamford and Rafinha on Sunday. Bamford here, but you you've you've definitely give up give Bamford a good talking anyway, so. If uh, hopefully, but no, in seriousness, like uh, if if we get if we get anything out of the game against Leicester, and they have their difficulties, and uh, I'd be delighted, you know. And ultimately, it's keeping ourselves up and keep building, keep going the right direction, and keep Marcelo Bielsa for as long as we can. Um, but like I say, thanks very much for um, thanks very much for joining me tonight, and hopefully we'll uh, we'll catch up again soon. I hope so. Thanks, Jerry. Have a nice weekend and uh, enjoy the game on Sunday. Leeds, Leeds, Leeds. You too, Jenny. Thank you. Cheers. Thanks. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.